marvels of praise or the wonders of praise. We're going to be talking about praising God tonight. Praising God. Thank you, Father. We ask that you minister to us by your word tonight. Thank you for your word that transforms our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you heard the term prayer warrior? Good. But you've never, maybe you've never heard the term praise warrior. Amen. There are prayer warriors. There is a warfare, prayer warfare, but there's also a praise warfare. There's prayer warriors and there's praise warriors. You got to be a praise warrior for God. You see, God created you in Christ to live in the supernatural. The supernatural becomes your natural. That's where you're supposed to be. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. You may not understand it, but flow with it because you were born to live in the supernatural. That's who God created you to be. The supernatural is your natural. The unexplained is part of your life. It shouldn't shock you. We're always shocked. But that's where we should live. Because that's where God has called us to live in. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. If you want to position yourself for fruitfulness, one of the things that you must not let go is to praise God. And to praise Him from your heart. Praise Him from your heart. He's got to be coming from your heart. Let it flow from your heart. It's a decision that you make. That I'm going to church and I'm going to praise God. He's going to involve all your being. And you must be ready. You make up your mind from home. I'm going to church today. I don't care who is there. I'm going to praise God. When you do that, you position yourself from words from the Lord. Most prophets in the Old Testament, before they prophesy, says, bring me somebody to sing some praise to God. I need to, there's got to be some praise to God. And then when the praise goes up, God speaks. If, we, if you need a raise in your life, praise God. If you praise God, he will raise you. You need to praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. Psalm 34 verse 1. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 50 verse 23, it says, whoever offers praise glorifies me. It doesn't matter. Whoever offers praise to God you are glorifying God. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. And you know Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That's what the Bible says. Be thankful to him. As you praise God, be thankful to him 
and bless his name so that God will bless you. The Bible also tells us that it is a good thing to give thanks to God. It is a good thing for God know for your life. It is good to sing praises unto God. It's a good thing. Not for God, but for your life. It's a precious thing. It's your covenant obligation to praise Him. If you are a covenant person, God expects you to praise Him. You were created to praise Him. Psalm 102 tells us very clearly that the generation to come, this thing is, is being written for a generation that is going to come. That they may praise God. So you were created to praise Him. And if you don't praise Him, you don't receive everything that He has for you. God wants you to praise Him. How should we praise God? Psalm 150, I'd like to go through this scripture with you. Psalm 150 from verse 1 to 6. It says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. So when you come into his house, what should you do? Praise him. Praise him in the, in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. In other words, in the heavens, there's got to be praise going up there. Praise him for his mighty acts. In other words, you praise God because of the things that you are seeing around you. You tell him, speak of his mighty acts as you praise him. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. You got a lot of people complaining, well, we're too loud. And obviously, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> the word says to praise him with, with the trumpet. Praise him with the lute, that's the flute and the harp. Praise him with the, with the cymbal and dance. So dancing is good. To dance before God is good. It's praising God. David danced before the Lord. Praise God with a dance. Don't be too dignified before God to praise him with a dance. So it is praising with a tremble, but also praise him with a dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. You know, play, make it really loud. Have fun before God. I don't care those, about those who are complaining. We want to have fun with God. That's what God said. Loud cymbals. God wants to hear that. Amen? Praise him with clashing cymbals. <laughs> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Are you alive? Or are you dead? If you're not praising God, I know you're dead. You don't have breath. <laughs> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. The greatest hindrance to true praise in the house of God, pride. Pride. That's what's causing the problem. People are so conscious about what people think. They won't raise their hands. They can't even dance. You know, well, that's not me. But when you're watching the football game, <laughs> you're different. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
You're yelling and screaming, watching football game, but then when you get to church, you're a gentleman. Something is not right. Well, that's not me. But when you're at home, it's different. See, the greatest hindrance why people don't praise God is pride. They are so conscious of people looking at them. And guess who knows what's going on in your heart? Him. He knows your attitude. David could care less. He was watching. He was the king. And the Bible gave us that so that we would know how to praise God. If a king, I mean one of the greatest kings that's ever lived, could praise God that way. What about me? What am I so afraid of? Why can't I express myself before God? Just because of what people will say. Did you see what he was doing in church today? <laughs> That's kind of news. <laughs> What's that mean to him? We're afraid of things like that. And he knows he's the greatest thing that's hindering people. And let me tell you this. Not praising God is dangerous. If you don't praise God, it's really a dangerous thing. It will cost you if you don't praise him as a child of God. It will cost you. In Psalm 28 verse 5, check, check this out. God says, because they do not regard, they do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the oppression of his hands, he shall destroy them. And not build them up. When you don't regard it, it's no big deal for you. Mm. And the oppression of God's hands is no big deal for you. God says, I'll destroy you. I won't build you up. Now, in Psalm 102, I believe there, from verse 13, it says, God himself said, you will arise. And bless and have mercy on Zion. But if you go down in that same scripture, it talks about the glory that God will obtain by blessing his people. I don't want to keep quoting that scripture tonight. It talks about the glory that God gets when you bless his name. As he blesses you, he receives glory from you in your life. So we ought to bless God's name as we praise him. But if you don't bless God's name, you cannot be built up. He says, he shall build up Zion. You read down. He shall appear in his glory. The building up of Zion is his glory. Then when God appears in his glory, he builds you up. But when you don't praise him, he destroys you and you will not be built up. That's what I'm appointing about to talk about. You will not be built up when you don't praise him. I like this scripture. I think I'd like to read it in Malachi, please. Malachi chapter 2. God was giving the commandments to the priest. It says, O priest, from verse 1 there, it says, this is the commandment for you. It says, if you will not hear, that's us, 
know that the Bible is called every one of us priests and kings, right? If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you. I will send a curse upon you. I will curse your blessing. Yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. In other words, when you praise God, let it come from the heart. God says this is a commandment for priests. Read from verse 1. If you will hear and take it to heart. So take it to heart. When you come into the house of God, get ready to praise God. Don't concern yourself about those who are around. I love to see my wife dancing. Amen. <laughs> Angela doesn't care who is it. She's got the music goes, she's dancing. I like to dance my Nigerian dance, but you fuck everybody. That's it. Now when I get to Nigeria, they're dancing, I join them. <laughs> Maybe I should do it here to spook you and then you join. <laughs> Amen. But you don't care about anybody. You take it to heart. This is for you. God says, I want you to hear, not just to hear, but take it to your heart. If you don't do this, I will curse your blessing. So you want to be fruitful? Praise the Lord. Don't care about anyone. This is a commandment. That's why I said it's your covenant obligation to praise him. You can't come to the church and just stand there and be a gentleman and a lady. Uh, praise God. Yes, we want you to be a gentleman. We want you to be a lady. But before God, lose it. Amen. Just worship Him. And when God sees that, He begins to pour His blessings upon your life. You know, you can worship God in such a way that you get his attention. That's what really provokes divine visits in your life. That will provoke God, divine power operating in your life. When you praise him, especially when it is a sacrifice of praise. Especially when things are going so wrong and you don't feel like praising God. But you have taken it to heart. I'm going to church. I don't care what's happening in my life. I believe in this God. I'm going to church today. And I'm going to praise God. No matter what's going on. When you do that, you have transformed yourself into a praise warrior. And no force in this world is going to be able to stand before you. No force. No force can stand in your way. Think about what God is saying. He said, because you didn't take this to heart, I'll curse your blessing. I will stand against you. So when we praise God, we release his blessings into our lives. The cost of not giving glory to God is grave. It's really serious. God reacts so strongly to it. You can read in Acts chapter 12, when, when uh, Herod sat down before a group of people and he gave an oration 
And the people started saying from verse 22, they said, it's the voice of our God, not the voice of man. And they said, immediately, immediately, the angel of God struck him. He says, because he did not give glory to God. The angel of God struck him because he did not give glory to God. He died there and worms ate him up. When you don't give glory to God, he touches him. And he's coming after you. That's why I said it's dangerous for you, for whatever reason. You're holding back. You come into church, you all start doing it. Well, that's not for me. <laughs> Who told you that? You, it's, it's, it's a hard decision. You have to decide. And, but it pleases God when you make up your mind from home, I'm going to church and I'm going to praise God. I don't care who watches. You guys can watch. When you have an attitude like that for your God, you open up the windows of heaven into your life. So the greatest hindrance is nothing but pride. <laughs> you see people come to church for the first time. You can see how embarrassed they are when they raise their hands. They're looking around to see who's looking at them. You know. And God is watching from heaven. You can't even raise up your hand. The Bible says lifting up holy hands. Right? That's what the Bible says. Lift up holy hands without doubting. No doubting. Before God, that's God's commandment. You can't even do it. What's the matter? What's going on there? Why can't you lift up your hands when your brothers and sisters are lifting up their hands, worshiping God? It's God's commandment. That's what he told the priest. You are a priest. God made you a priest and a king. And God says, take this thing to heart. To heart. Malachi chapter 2. Take it to heart. I have to praise God. I am a priest. I'm a king. David did. I can do it as well. You see, that's why the Bible says these things were written for our examples. So that we know how God works. You follow his ways. So you get blessed. By studying and following the principles that you glean from the word of God. You just don't read just to know stories and memorize scriptures or whatever. You read to understand principles that please, principles that please God. That will cause God to act on your behalf. That will cause God to be mighty on your behalf. Then you follow through. Let me tell you what, a lot of people, when they hear the word of God, say, well, pastor, say this, I don't want to do it because if I did it, if I do it, it's because I'm doing it, I'm doing it because pastor said so. <sighs> dumb, 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 dumb. Why? Pastor said it from the word of God. Amen? If it's from the word of God, act on it. That is how you honor God. When you listen to what God says, and you decide, okay, I've heard the message. I'm going to act on it. Don't be hearers only, but what? Doers of the word. Act on it. Only doers are blessed. So you hear the message and you tell yourself, church, wash out for me on Sunday. I'm coming. I'm going to bless my God. Amen? You have a heart like that? God is have, he's found a friend that he can do business with. Sometimes you may be doing something and you don't realize that what you're doing is going to cause divine visitation when you go back to bed. 
Solomon loved God and he was so excited about making sacrifices and worship. The Bible says when you come to, the God, to God, bring him an offering, right? Well, he brought, an, he brought offering. And I don't think Solomon realized that what he was doing was going to provoke God to appear to him that night. He didn't know. He just was doing what he thought. I, I love God. I'm just going to give everything to him. Yeah. And then at night, God showed up and said, what do you want me to give you in return yeah, for this worship that you gave me today? What do you want? Ask anything. Oh, God, I said, you got a long list. I'll put all the lists down for you, God. You got time? <laughs> but he knew what he wanted. Amen? When you do that, when you truly come and you praise God, you provoke the supernatural into your life. Things will begin to change. When you don't give him honor, especially when he does something in your life, and you just like no big deal. <laughs> it's never good. You don't have to do it yet, but find that time to tell him, God, I thank you for what you've done. Tell his people. The Bible says, praise him in the midst of the people of God. Praise him. Let them know what God is doing. God likes that. Amen. He really likes that. But when you don't give him glory, he reacts very quickly. You remember the story of Nebuchadnezzar? When he came out of his house and he, he looked at his palace and everything, and he said, look, look at all this mighty work that my hands. And God immediately spoke to him and turned him into an animal. He had to learn the lesson to give glory to God and he learned it after seven years in the jungle. <laughs> God doesn't like it at all. You don't, he's not going to share his glory with anyone. But when you give him the glory, amen, and he knows it's coming from the heart, oh, you unleash the heavenlies upon your life. Things will be different. Especially when you are going through a difficult time. That's when your body tells you that the flesh is weak, you know. That's when your body tells you, I, I'm just going to go to church today. I'm just going to let everybody know I'm not having a good time. And I'm not going to raise my, I'm not going to worship God. Well, that's a big mistake. You bought a lie from the enemy. That's when to say, God, <coughs> it's going to be me and you today. I'm going to worship like I've never worshipped before. I'm going to praise you, God. Like I've never praised you before. Just do that before God, before his people. Even if he curses something, say, what's happening to him? What did he eat? Did he drink something this morning or before coming to church or something? I got uh, some uh, friend of mine, well, friend, distant friend. I was kind of rebuking him for what he was doing. He said, I ain't studying you. <laughs> Basically, if they, no matter how they feel, you are not there for them. Amen? You're there for your God. You worship God and watch what God will do. Let me share this with you. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 15, verse 11, it says, Who is like you, O Lord? Who is like you among the gods? Who is like you? Glorious 
in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. Who is like you, O Lord? Among the gods, who is like you? Glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. If you want God to work gloriously on your behalf, give him glorious praise. Amen? If you want God to work fearfully, because he is fearful in praises, when you praise God from the heart and with all your being, you cause him to become fearful against your enemies and against everything that's coming against your life. God becomes fearful in praises. Amen? He shows up in his glory and his power to consume anything that will stand against the one who is giving him praise. That's what the word means. He's glorious in holiness. As you praise his holiness and you praise him for who he is, his mighty acts, God becomes fearful on your behalf. That's what we need. That's why I said there is what we call prayer warriors and there are also praise warriors. Sometimes you don't need to pray. All you need to do is praise. And God will go before you and be fearful in the sight of the enemy. He will perform wonders. He will destroy all your enemies in a short time. When you praise him. When you praise God with all of your heart. Not just praying, but praising him. That's why David said it is a good thing to praise God. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Not sometimes. All, I just want his goodness and mercy coming after me all the time. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Because I want God to be fearful on my behalf. When I praise him. This gentleman stuff, that was robbing us of all the goodness of God in our lives. David wasn't gentle in his praise. Amen? He wasn't gentle. He, he almost embarrassed his wife. I mean, oh, he really did. Because of the way he was praising God. And the woman rebuked him. He said, well, it's the God that put me over your father. That's the one I was praising, okay? We clap before the Lord. We raise our hands before the Lord. We shout, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. There's nothing wrong with that. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. These are all scriptures that God is giving to us. What's to expect as you praise God? When you praise God, first thing is, if you're really into it, and you've taken it to heart. Uh, you never have to worry about fighting your own battles. 
you don't have to worry about that anymore. He will fight for you. He will fight for you. Second Chronicles 20 verse 17. God said, you don't need to fight in this battle. God said, you don't need to fight in this battle. The battle is mine. All you need to do is get some choir director to line up the praise team. <laughs> Have you ever seen a war? You're going to war and you're, you're the first line warriors and musicians <laughs> with their harp and all of that. God says, just line up the praise team in front of you. Let the warriors come behind. You don't need to fight. Because when you praise God gloriously, he goes to war gloriously on your behalf. That means you can never fight your own battle. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36, it says, For you have need of endurance, so that I having done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen? You have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So what's the will of God? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, in everything, what? Give thanks, because this is the will of God concerning you. In everything, give thanks. Not for everything, give thanks. That's wrong. Amen. <laughs> That's why I don't like this song, that part that says, The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. I hate that part really bothers me. I don't like singing it very much. I'm sorry. <laughs> we sing it here sometimes, but I don't like to sing it. Because my, my view about that was, Job was distressed by what was going on. Didn't understand just like we think that Job was living in heaven. No, he was a man just like us. And we, have won we wonder sometimes what's really going on. And the best way to cope with his difficulty was, well, God gave it and he's taking it away. He wasn't there. God didn't take anything from him. Amen. And if somebody has questions, trouble with that. The Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God doesn't give. That's New Testament. The gifts and callings of God, they are without repentance. You know that what God will not take anything back that he's given to you. That's what the scripture says. And that was from the Holy Spirit through Paul. Amen. That was from the Holy Spirit. That's where I settled myself. That's where I will stay. That's the New Testament. That's what the Holy Spirit said. That's what I'm going to stay with. Not what Job said in his distress. And later said, I spoke with, like a man without understanding. That's what Job said. When God says, you be saying all this crazy stuff. And you're like, I spoke without understanding. And then we quote that and sing on that and dance on that. I don't want to dance on God doing that. No. I want to dance on God blessing me and my kids. Amen. My wife and all. And you as well. Amen. So you don't have to fight your battle. He'll, he'll fight for you. Let's read Psalm 149 from verse 6 through 9. 
it says, let the high praises of God be where? In your mouth. What kind of praises? Hmm. Not just little praises, thank you Jesus. I mean, high praises of God. Be in your mouth. In other words, let it come out of your mouth. When we are worshiping God here, yes, the song, but when we're quiet, say some things to God. Tell him how much you love him. Praise him. Tell him you've been so good. Think on the things he's done for you. Not just the negative things. Think on everything that's good. When you praise him, your praises will drown out your difficulties. And God will take care of them. He's the one that we come to when we have trouble. And we can find peace. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We take all of that as we praise. No matter what's going on, whether you're sick, you've been diagnosed, whatever it is, just begin to give God praise. And take the word of God with you. Take the word of God with you and speak to him and thank him for what God said. Yes, the doctor said I have this, but thank him, God, I thank you because from the foundations of the world, you died for me and you took my stripes and God see the wonder. By your stripes, I am healed. Yes, but the doctor said it, but you see, I believe your word and you are greater. You tell him how much you trust in his word. And that you're relying on him. And you know he can fail. You tell him how faithful he is. As you tell him, you are establishing faith in your heart. And the Holy Spirit is working with those bricks. As he's building a foundation that cannot be shaken. Cannot be shaken. <laughs> but when you go complaining and calling brother so and so. And brother Mike and brother John. Brother this and sister. Whoever. And they're telling you they know somebody who had this condition and they didn't live for two months. What does that tell you? They're saying, you're going to die. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'll talk to him. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are... When you praise God with his word, you speak life into your body. You speak life. He's better than medicine. You speak life into your body. I have no reason to be afraid of anything. I say it before, until I'm ready to go home, I'm not going to die. I do what I can do. Like he dreamed, I give the rest to the Lord. Amen. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. <laughs> As you are praising God, what, is, what are you really doing? You have a two-edged sword to destroy the enemy. To destroy the enemy. With the high praises of God in your mouth, you can't have one without the other. When you have the high praises of God coming out of your mouth, in your hand, God has planted a double-edged sword for the enemy. According to the word. Amen. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Who is to let you? Let. It's your responsibility to let the high praises of God be coming out of your mouth. And it's God's responsibility to put that double-edged sword in your hand 
for battle. You know what that is? A praise warrior. Amen. No prayer here. A praise warrior. It says to execute vengeance on the nations, on the demonic forces that are coming against your life. And punishment on the peoples. Those are demons. All of them. High praises of God in your mouth. The double-edged sword. The double-edged sword is what? The word of God. As you speak in the word to the situation. Thank you, God, for by your stripes I am healed. That's why my body is telling me one thing. But whose report would you believe? I believe the report of God. I believe the word of God. And you speak those words against what's happening in the natural and the spirit of God who created the universe takes over. God is not dead. Amen? God is alive. He raised Lazarus. And when, I, when it's really bad for me, I said, well, at least I've not been in the grave for four days. I'll be okay. <laughs> Amen? I'm not, I haven't been in the grave for four days. He, took, he raised Lazarus from the grave. After four days, I'm still alive. He's going to be okay. Amen? To execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the people. To bind their kings, those demonic forces. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them, what? The written judgment. What is the written judgment? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The written judgment, right? When you praise God, you are establishing that. So the devil knows there is no way I can bring want into this life. When they try to close one door, God opens a hundred doors for you. Amen. Amen. To execute on them the written judgment. That's why I said in Sunday school last Sunday, don't ever say something that God didn't say you are. Say what God says. It's false humility to be saying, I'm just poor me. Who told you you're poor me? You are a child of God. You're born of the Spirit of God. You are a wonder. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. The wind blows and it goes where he wants. You hear the sound of it. You don't know where it's coming from, and you don't know where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You are a wonder. Until we begin to believe these things, according to Paul, we will walk like ordinary men. And I'm deciding, based on God's words, I hear what people are saying. But I'm going to stay with that book. If it doesn't work for me, let it die. I'll die with that. Amen. Let me die believing and die with fear and unbelief. Let me die believing God's word. I'm not into impress anybody. I want to stay with what the word says. Amen? That's what we need to do. The written judgment. It says, look at this last part. This honor of how many of you saints? All of us. It's a, it's a great honor to praise him. <laughs> That's why I said it's your covenant obligation. Amen? It's your covenant obligation 
I mean, when you are concerned about people and what they think about you, you are losing. You are losing great blessings that should come upon your life because you are concerned about what this pastor thinks about you. Violent praise before God will cause God to work violently on your behalf. That's what I believe. That's what happened with David. And David, David inherited the covenant based on his actions towards God. His praise will continually be in my mouth. God says, out of you, there will always be a king forever. Many of us don't realize that David is a, was a prophet, and yet he was a king. The second thing, first thing is, you don't have to ever fight your own battle if you're going to praise God. Second thing, you will always have, in every situation, divine intervention. Divine intervention. God will show up. You all know the story of Paul and Silas. If there was anyone that had a reason to complain, those two guys had. And they would have said, we were doing the will of God. We were preaching the gospel. We had so many people healed. And we had so many people come to the Lord. God, why are we here in chains? But the Bible said, at midnight, they began to pray and to sing praises to God. Maybe you are in your midnight today. What should you do? Complain? No. Like Paul and Silas, begin to praise God. They were closed in, in chains. They are soldiers all around. They couldn't go anywhere. They were locked in. But they were praising God. And God so much enjoyed the praise, he decided to shake the prison. <laughs> God was having fun. This sacrifice of praise, he, he became fearful in that praise. He shook the prison, everybody felt it. And the jealous says, hey, I need help. Pray for me. Amen? When you praise God and God is at work in your life, uh, your co-workers will begin to beg prayer for you from you. Please pray for us. We can see the hand of God in your life. Divine intervention. When you praise God. You are not in chains. Maybe you think your finances are in, are in chains. Or whatever you told them. Whatever the situation may be. But you, all you need to do. Don't complain. Just praise him. And let the high praises of God be in your mouth. When you do that, as you worship God, usually God shows up. It's usually what the Bible terms suddenly. Huh? Just suddenly. You're not expecting it. All of a sudden, He shows up. And case closed. Amen? And you're free. You're free. That's what God wants from us. To praise Him and to praise him marvelously so that he performs wonders. He works marvelously in our, before us on our behalf. And when he finishes the work, 
the work is marvelous in our eyes. Amen? Stand up with me tonight. We didn't have a, we don't have all of our praise team members. If not, I would have tested you tonight to see if you heard anything. <laughs> Amen. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord today? Make a covenant with God tonight. Make a covenant with God. Sometimes we hear the word of God and we are so concerned about who we're listening to. That's brother good luck. Or that's pastor good luck or something. So it's just words. If you see it that way, may God open your eyes so you understand. This is not just me. This is the Lord speaking to you. If you will obey and then begin to see God do marvelous things. Why am I saying this to you today? Because I want this church to be blessed this year. I've declared before our church this year is a year of fruitfulness. There's going to be unusual things happening. Things that you cannot explain. And as we put line upon line, precept upon precept. And as you follow with me and we are doing this before our God. You'll be seeing God work on our behalf. In a way that we cannot explain. God is going to do that for us this year. Every good thing. Every precious gift. God is going to pour upon your life. Why? Because of who he is. He is God. He is a good God. And loves his children dearly. As we commit to him. He commits to us. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God in praise and God will draw near to you. And every problem, everything that is negative will disappear in the presence of the glorious God that we worship. Amen. He is there for you. God, I'm going to say this again. God is not against you. No matter what's going on in your life, he is not against you. The enemy started it, but God is going to take the enemy out of the way. And what the enemy meant for evil, God is going to turn it for good in your life. Before this year runs out, in the name of Jesus, God's going to do that for us. Amen. Father, we want to thank you. We are your children. We are being led by your spirit. We have no fear, so we cannot be in bondage. We did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. We have the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And we're not just sharing words. We know your words are going to be fulfilled in our lives. We thank you for all the blessings we're receiving from you tonight. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.